0: Good morning, friends, and welcome back. Uh, For those of you who have listened to the last few episodes, I think uh, you'll find this exciting. Lou, good morning. Are you there?
1: Hi, good morning. I am here. I'm looking forward to this. We have switched from, I think you put it in the last episode, we have switched from uh, talking about ourselves or gaining knowledge about ourselves, and now we've switched over to gaining knowledge about God.
0: That's right. So Mm -hmm. the first six chapters of the Gita basically talks about you. And the next six chapters, which starts at chapter seven, talks about Brahman. So Brahman, also known as Atman, also known as God, as the self with a capital S, um, about Prakriti, all kinds of different names, Purusha, uh, all kinds of different names that are given to God, the self, consciousness, um, pure consciousness, etc. So we're going to be talking about that. But You should really listen to the last few episodes so that you can make sense of what this uh, says. So without further ado, let's go to verse 6 in chapter 7, which says, Know this to be the womb of all beings. I am the origin and dissolution of the whole universe. So the womb of all beings is the combination of the lower aspect of Brahman, which is uh, prakriti and the higher aspect, which is the life force of of consciousness. So we talked last time about the lower aspect and the higher aspect. The lower aspect is the material. So if I were to drop dead right now, (laughs) what you would see in front of you is a body without a life force. That's the material. And that's the apara. In the 13th chapter, he calls it kshetra, And in the 15th chapter, he calls it akshara. So in the 15th chapter, he said kshara purusha and akshara purusha. And in the 7th chapter, he's calling the para-prakriti and apara-prakriti. So the apara, when you add the a, it really refers to the lower aspect, which is just the pure body. Mm -hmm. And essentially, what it's saying is, imagine that electricity is the This is the beginning and end of everything, life, consciousness. And electricity can shape itself into anything it wants. So here is a life force, a consciousness that basically becomes something. So it can become the world, it can become the universe, it can become the ocean, it can become a human being, an elephant, whatever it wants. creates the form first and then gives it life. Hmm. So it's like electricity saying... I am this bulb. It is because of me that this bulb has light, right? Mm -hmm. So the filament in the bulb is the material, the lower aspect. The higher aspect is the life that's given to it by the electricity. And together, the one without the other doesn't create the light, but the two together creates it. So he's saying here, I am the womb of all beings. I am the origin and dissolution of the whole universe, The womb of all beings means that similar to, just as an example, an ocean of water supporting the waves, where the waves are like you and I, waves are like everything in this universe, and the ocean is the substratum through which these waves are born, they last, and then they disappear. But without the ocean, the waves cannot come about. But the waves don't realize that they're totally dependent on the ocean just as we don't realize that we as human beings are totally dependent on the Atman Brahman for our existence. We think we are so great. Right. So the origin is the, or the ocean is the origin and dissolution of the waves. Similarly, the um, Brahman is the origin and dissolution of the whole universe, not just us human beings or elephants or tigers or trees, but every part of the universe. And we will see this as we uh, go further. So the ocean is there before the wave forms, the ocean is there during the formation of the wave as it dances along the surface, and the ocean is there as the wave dissolves back into the ocean. So when we go um, to the ocean with my sons, my grandchildren, the little boys are looking for these big waves and they keep looking and they say, I want this, the biggest wave so I can jump on it with my board and boogie board it or surfboard it, whatever. Each wave as it's coming along, there's eh, and not this one. This is too small. Oh, this is, this is a big one. This is a big one coming. And if you were that wave, you would say, oh, I'm so proud. Look at me. Everybody's waiting for me. All those guys on the beach are waiting for me. I'm the big wave. I'm the fast one. I'm the big one. That's how we are as human beings. We don't realize that two minutes later, we're going to be crashing against the beach and we'll be nothing anymore. Mm. At that time, we think we're so big. We're the biggest wave. We're the fastest wave. I'm better than that wave in front of me. I'm better than the wave behind me. So this is what he's saying, that the, the wave doesn't realize that its main power in being this big wave is the ocean itself. And you and I have to remember that we our main power, everything we are, is because of the Brahman behind us. The manifest beings, the living organisms, are the waves. It's like the ocean is saying that I am the womb of the waves, I'm the origin and dissolution of all the waves. So you may be six feet tall, you may be very handsome, charming, but that's not who you really are. You really are your Atman, the self, Brahman, manifesting, as a combination of matter and life, the cells within you. But you focus only on the matter. So if you were to dissect our cells from within our body, we'd find cells having all kinds of chemicals, hydrogen, oxygen, um, calcium, potassium, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And those remain even after you die. But the thing that's missing there is the life force. And as we said in our previous episodes, you may the, the, the Gita says the subtle aspect of air, water, earth is all in your body. And that's the material. When you say subtle aspect, it could be not water, which is H2O, which we are mostly, but it could be the subtle aspect, which is a hydrogen atom or an oxygen atom or a calcium atom, potassium atom, so on. So, you focus on yourselves, I focus on myself as being the matter, my mind, my ego, my consciousness. It's like a wave saying, I'm bigger than that wave, as we said before. The difference is that like the ocean, the self existed before everything. So the ocean existed before the waves, the Brahman, the self, existed before the cosmos. It is the support of the cosmos then the universe and everything else in it, just like the ocean, is the support of the waves. So that is something that people have to understand when it says that the the uh, everything dissolves, is born out of me as the womb and dissolves back in me. So another example, and we, just to be clear, the Gita, the Upanishads gives us tons of examples. And we've talked about this before, right? the rope and the snake this example yeah so for those of you who may not have heard this before let's say you're walking on a path in the dark one evening there's trees on either side there's like a wooded area and there's a rope lying on the path in front of you but because it's dark you don't see it as a rope you see it as a snake now you say, oh my goodness, there's a snake. That one's a big snake. It looks like it's one of those poisonous kinds. It looks like a cobra, right? Yeah. You're scared and you back away until you reach into your pocket, bring out your phone or whatever it is that you have a flashlight and put it on and you see with the light that this is not a snake. It's a rope. Mm-hmm. Now, the snake disappears and the rope is present. So this is a very good classical example that the Upanishads, and the Gita gives us that the example of the snake and the rope. Did the rope cause the snake? No. Obviously not, right? Because no, that was created in your mind. It was created in your mind because of what is known as misapprehension. Apprehension means understanding or grasp. Yeah. Misapprehension means misunderstanding or wrongful grasp of this concept. You misunderstand that. You misapprehend that rope to be a snake, and therefore you see the snake. The rope had no, no part to play in the production right. of the snake. It did not cause the snake to come about. Right. Your misapprehension caused that snake. Now, when you understand it correctly, the snake disappears. But in essence, if the rope had not been there, you would not have seen that snake right. in your mind. True. Similarly, the Brahman Atman, the life force that causes all of this to come about, has, is in essence the rope. Through that, it manifests itself as the earth, or Mars, or Venus, or uh, you, or I. And it manifests by producing first the raw material, the, the lower aspect, and then Injects it with itself, consciousness, so that we become alive. Right? It's like a science fiction movie. To tell you the truth, when I see some of these, I have seen many of these science fiction movies <laughs> and stuff like that. It's exactly like that. And here it is. This is what we're calling God. Yeah. God first creates his own being by saying, okay, here's some hydrogen atoms, here's some potassium atoms, calcium, creates a body and then poof, puts life into it himself consciousness, and now you become a person, a real-life person. So that is your ignorance of the rope, which your lack of seeing it as a rope makes you think of it as a rope. Similarly, when you look at anything that you're looking at, whether it be uh, a person, an elephant, a tiger, a bird, uh, a tree, another human being, uh, the universe itself, instead of seeing it as the tiger or elephant or another human being, you should be seeing it as the self because that's the origin. That's really what it is. You can look up at a bulb and you see light and you say, wow, General Electric made this bulb. Or you could say this is the electricity that's making this. So self, Brahman, Atman, God is the rope. You should be seeing it instead of the world as we see the trees, the mountain persons, etc. Another example, similarly, that the scriptures give us is a dream. In a dream that you believe to be so real when you're dreaming, you're dreaming a beautiful um, landscape, beach, mountain, etc. Just like the snake, it is manufactured. It's not real. When you wake up, it disappears. Underlying the dream is your mind that created this dream. Keep that in mind. The dream was created by the mind, but is not real. Just like the snake was created by the rope, but the snake was not real, the dream is not real. The mind is real in that sense. So the Atman, the self, is real, and that's what we have to keep in mind.
1: Now, well, look at what we perceive often is the combination of stimulus and what our mind interprets to fill in the holes in the stimulus, because the mind is there to figure things out, right?
0: Yeah, and we can only perceive and put into place and answers of that which we know of. Right. We don't know the Atman. We don't know the self. We don't know God. We don't know pure consciousness. We don't know reality or purusha. All of these are names of this life force which we cannot even conceive of. So I can't describe it. I can't perceive it. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. We've never smelt it, never heard it, never heard. We don't know it. We can't think of it. We have no
1: emotions for it. So once once we're aware of it, the mind can use it as material to fill in the holes in its stimulus to help understand things, right? So
0: that really is what self-realization is. Yeah. Right? When a person gets to that point, he says, ah, now... (laughs) the example is of a binocular or binoculars or telescope you can look through the telescope and you can see everything but you cannot see yourself you cannot see your own eye through that telescope similarly you cannot perceive the self through your own mechanisms of perception you cannot see the self or experience the self you can only become the self there's a difference what you're saying is on the right track, Lou, but you cannot actually, it's not like you say, oh, now I know, and now I can go. You can't. You can become. You can't know it. You can't perceive it. You cannot conceptualize it. You you can only become it. It's like the river saying, I know the ocean into which I'm going to go. You don't. You may think you know it, but it's only when the river flows into the ocean and that river and ocean become one, only then can the river say, now truly I know what the ocean is
1: like. Interesting uh, distinction. I like that. Thank you. Okay. So
0: um, reality, or the self, or Brahman, functioning through an individual is called Atman. They Recently, in another WhatsApp group, I think there was some confusion about what Atman and Brahman is. Reality, or self, or Brahman, that life force, you can call it anything you want, whatever you're comfortable with. People mm-hmm. are not often comfortable with the word God. So I switch from using Brahman, Atman, self, pure consciousness, all of these words. But reality is one word. Functioning through an individual, such as myself, is called Atman. When reality is functioning through the underlying universe, it's called Brahman. Similar to space, total space and part space. Now, friends, we have to distinguish between space and air. Okay, Mm -hmm. Air, space is, let's say, a vacuum. If imagine that there's a vacuum out of this earth when you go past the atmosphere where there's no air the space between two planets is space there's right. no air there whereas if um, there's air inside a balloon or, a, or or a pot there's air there because it's got oxygen it's got carbon dioxide etc might even have some impurities in there but space has no impurities So the distance between two things is space. What's the space between this two feet of space? So there's, if you have an open pot that has no lid on the top, there is space inside. It may be air or there may be a vacuum, but there's space. Outside, from outside of the pot till the universe, till infinity, there's space. The space inside the pot is called pot space. We call it pot space. But the space outside is called universal space Mm
1: -hmm.
0: space is space the only difference is because of the container of the pot we're calling it pot space right yep so pot space is no different from the total it's the same so similarly there's atman inside our pot which is the body and brahman which is outside which is the uh regular out of outside space um so that also brings into question the same discussion we were having on this WhatsApp group where they said well the soul when it leaves the body it's like a wisp of smoke that sort of travels up and goes out into outer space and joins up with brahman again misconception brahman is everywhere it's omnipotent it's all around us it's not one location in a heaven up in the skies right it is around us is right now. We don't recognize it, but it's around us and inside us. And when we die, the body drops dead. And immediately the pot has broken outer space, pot space right. and outer space have become one. So the Atman and Brahman is one as it always has been. Um, all right. So I hope I have not belabored that too much. What do you think? No, I,
1: no, I like the pot. And I like the pot metaphor for this because it, It says it so nicely because the space inside a pot has a certain functioning characteristic, but it is part of the bigger space, all of the space, and it doesn't go anywhere when the pot breaks. It just returns. It's just part of space.
0: Yes, correct.
1: Yep. Yep. So we've given
0: three analogies here. One was about the ocean and the waves. We gave the analogy of the pot and the uh, uh, space with the pot, Um, and the third one was sorry. The rope and the snake. The rope and the snake, yes. Now, here comes another one, consciousness. Now, consciousness is everything. So we're going to do this again and again in the next few verses because it's sort of a concept that we must get inside as to what Brahman is. Consciousness allows you and me to use our mind, our body, our perceptions, our intellect, our ego, correct? Yes. Yes. Consciousness allows me, just to use one perception, which is hearing, allows me to hear. Without that consciousness, if I'm unconscious, I don't hear. The sound waves go through my ear, but they don't become conscious to me.
1: Right. The mechanism works, but the consciousness interprets.
0: Correct. Yeah. Now, you may say, yeah, what? you're not conscious. You're unconscious. So, of course, that you won't hear. So, let me give you another example. Let's say I'm sitting here and my wife is calling out to me mm-hmm. and saying something. And I'm hearing her. This happens a lot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, good thing she's not here. Yeah. But she's saying something to me, and she says it again and again, and I truly don't hear her. Right. What does that mean? I hear her because my tympanic membrane, my ear, hears the sound wave falling on it. The Sound waves are carried up to the region in my brain that listens, but the consciousness doesn't allow itself to listen.
1: Let me try to answer. Okay. Uh, you're, that's part of the static of stimulus that comes into your brain, comes into your mind. You're getting all that stimulus. The consciousness is what decides what, pays attention, what it pays attention to.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. So it pays attention to it. It is conscious
1: of it. But we get a lot of stimulus that we don't pay attention to. We're bombarded by stimulus all the time. And the mind and the consciousness filter it out. That's the
0: so, Lou, you remember when you and I first started, we talked about memoirs of a psychiatrist. Yeah. And we were talking about uh, how I hypnotized people to remember things. Yes. So in those episodes, friends, many of you may not have looked at those uh, tapes or videos, but... There was a time when when I was in my early 20s, I worked with police to f- uh, solve crimes. And they would say this was a witness to something. He saw a car, and we want that license plate number. Right. And the man, before I hypnotized him, would say, I have no idea, no memory. So no consciousness, okay? No conscious memory of a license plate. I didn't even see the license plate. And like Lou was saying just now, he saw it, but he doesn't remember it, he didn't remember it. Stare stored in his mind, as I proved by hypnotizing a person, and again and again, and bringing back things that he had no conscious memory of, right. of uh, remembering. So we, rem- months later, under hypnosis, he's, he could give us an exact license plate number, which we use then to catch the uh, murderers, bank robbers, etc.
1: And that man might have told you at that time it may have happened where he has said I didn't see the license plate number and he not, says I don't he remember it I didn't see it
0: that's right so he yeah. says I didn't even see it just like I might say to my wife I didn't hear you you didn't say anything right. yes I did no you didn't I didn't I was sitting right here I didn't hear you consciousness was not there
1: mm-hmm. the
0: ears were working the um, auditory nerve was working everything was there but you did it's like saying go look for your shirt say so, I looked I didn't see it. Right. It's right there. How come you didn't see it? You saw it, but your consciousness didn't allow you to register that. So I, I don't want to use this whole time talking about that. I think we all get the um, uh, understanding. So consciousness is everything. And that consciousness is God. That consciousness is Brahman. That consciousness is Atman. That transforms itself into many different things, including life. So in one of the verses that we're going to be speaking about soon, consciousness is supposed, life Atman is supposed to be a string on which a row of pearls is strung to make a necklace. To make a necklace. The string is there. That's the Atman, that's the Brahman. It supports the necklace, the pearls, the gems. Without the string, there would be no necklace. Mm-hmm. So similarly, consciousness is the support of the whole universe. Similar to The ocean being the support of all the waves in it. In your own life, what is backing your experiences is consciousness. You are conscious of sound. Sound enters your ears, but if you're not conscious of it, there's no sound to you. So consciousness made you aware of your dream, as we said before, deep sleep, waking. You may say, deep sleep, I was fast asleep. I didn't know anything. How could you say I was conscious? Well, when you wake up, what did you say when you woke up? Oh, I was so fast asleep. <laughs> I was in a deep sleep. I didn't know anything. That alone is consciousness of your deep sleep. Right. So your consciousness of waking, and you are aware, I was a child. Yes. I was a young man. In fact, I was a fetus. I don't remember, but when the child is born, they have said, that different things that it's aware of. For example, the quickest way to quieten a baby down is to play the rhythm of the heartbeat. Oh, yeah. So a baby's crying, 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 and you play the sound of the heart, which goes, and the baby calms down. Why?
1: Where, where were you 25 years ago when I, <laughs> when I first child? <laughs> <Like>, yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, so babies, the fetus, heard the sound of the heartbeat of the mother. That's the only thing it, it could hear, hear that. It could hear the mother reciting. In China, there have been examples of how they read things to the child during the nine months again and again and again. And when the child is born at a very early age, it can recite those things. Mm-hmm. So as a fetus, that consciousness is there. As a young man, you say, I'm a young man. I'm an old man. In the Rig Veda, which is the first Veda, the first Mahavakya, which is the great statement, there is something called prajna, which is the consciousness. And this prajna is God or reality or supreme. The consciousness is what makes you aware of your body and perceptions, all the five perceptions, your mind, feelings, emotions, thoughts. What you focus on instead is what you're conscious of instead of what is the source of your perceptions, feelings, uh, etc., a spiritual person somebody who is self-realized somebody who's on his way to self-realization is attuned to the source of that consciousness that which is making me conscious rather than what I am i conscious of yeah you are caught up you and i are caught up in the pearls not the string so we have to change our focus so another example that is given is that of the puppet show so a puppet show. You're sitting there with your grandchildren, your children, and you're watching these puppets move, and all you focus on is the puppets, and they're moving. What you can be aware of is, how are these puppets moving? Who's the puppeteer that you don't see that's making these puppets move? Because that's what we are. We're all puppets of Atman and Brahman. Mm -hmm. To confuse you even more, friends. (laughs) I think you're doing really well, actually. Oh, good, good. So... There is, I mean, this is at a much deeper level, and I don't think we can do justice to it right now. The unmanifest cosmic intelligence, okay, that's now we're talking about consciousness way out there, the whole consciousness before God came into being, before the Big Bang. The cosmic intelligence was for lay people called the mind of God. The Cosmic Ahankar is God's or consciousness sense of I, which is the universe. First came space, then came air, then came fire, then came water, and then came Earth. Now these all came in their subtle forms. As we explained in previous episodes, each one of these has metal, uh, minerals, chemicals, um, right. such as H2O. But in its subtle form, it may just have hydrogen and oxygen, not fused together. Right. So there's the raw, billions.
1: Raw the subtle form. Raw materials. Raw materials, right.
0: So there's billions and billions of galaxies. We're just a very small, microscopic part of everything that Brahman has. There's clusters of galaxies. now only we know 4.4% of matter, right? There's 25.6% dark matter, which is unknown and not seen, and 70% is dark energy. So essentially, to make 100% of the whole universe, all we know of is 4%. What is the rest? What is that rest of 96% of the universe which we don't know, which is supposedly dark? So... Avyakta Prakriti, which is unmanifest consciousness or cosmic uh, force, produces and becomes cosmic intelligence, which has no form. It is known in Sanskrit as Haranyagarbha. Haranyagarbha. Now, as I said, this will confuse a lot of us, so I'm just going to go through it just so that you can look it up and study it. Mm-hmm. For those of you who want to know it, I, it's, I find it hard to understand myself, mm-hmm. so I, which is consciousness, is also known as cosmic ahankar. Ahankar is ego. That turns into space, and the nature of space is sound. So the only quality space has is sound, and we attribute the pranava, which is om, to it. The sound of om is what was told to us in the scriptures, is that in space, when there's nothing else, all you hear is the sound of om. Hmm. That Space becomes air, which became fire, which became water, earth, and that together is known as the eightfold matter, which creates the lower body. Right? We talked about this, right. which is the five elements, which is space, fire, air, water, earth, five plus mind, intellect, and ego. Right. That's the also known as upper prakriti or matter or Avyakta Prakriti. Now, Paraprakriti is the consciousness or life force. And that's different. And this together becomes the Jiva, which is the organism that is alive. It holds the entire universe like a necklace, like a string. And the subtlest of all of this is the witness, which is the Purusha or another name for Paraprakriti. So only when consciousness joins with matter, you get life. But Brahman essentially has two components, the lower and the higher, matter and consciousness. And when they join together, they form life. Life holds our body together. Without life, our body falls apart. Life holds our universe together. If, if there were no Atman or Brahman, we would have no universe. Right. The cells in our body are all chemicals. Yet, they're so different when they're alive. The body can be sitting there, but if life has left, it's not alive. It's like electricity in a bulb. So, there, chapter 7, verse 7. So, this was verse 6. We've only finished one verse, Lou. Do I right. have time for one more quick one? Yes. Okay. So, verse 7 says, There is not higher than me, with a capital M. All this is strung on me with a capital M as rows of gems on a string. The I within each one of us, within you, within me, is called I. It's there with you at every second of your life from birth to death, every second. It never sleeps, it never leaves. It's constantly aware and conscious. In the waking state, you say, I am Lou," I am Sam, I am John, I am Hari. In the dream state, You think you're somebody different. Mm. I am Tom Cruise. In the deep sleep, you're still there, but you don't have a form. You say, I slept so soundly. I didn't know where I was. When your perceptions, I, the consciousness, is I see, I hear, I smell, I taste, I touch. Your consciousness is in your mind. I'm happy. I'm sad. I love. I hate. I feel sad. Intellect is also consciousness, I understand, I know, I respect. In childhood, consciousness says, I am a child. In adolescence, I am a young man. In old age, I am an old man. But I is everywhere at all times. Mm-hmm. So together, Prakriti and pra- prakriti nev- moves up all beings. May- all beings are made up of this Prakriti and prakriti. So why are we different, Right. Why is the Atman coming inside me, produce my voice, my sound, my vasanas, my... So all of this depends on the underlying matter that is produced that lower, upper prakriti, Right. right? So that form, when it comes about, before life hits it, in the womb of the female that is bearing that new right. matter has a form to it so a tree that's in a seed has a inherent body to it so we know what the seed is we know what the tree that's going to come out of it a mango tree an oak tree whatever and it is preordained that is going to be a mango tree or because it's a mango seed or an oak tree because it's an oak seed That, when it starts to get life into it, it starts to emerge and becomes a mango tree. There's no doubt it's going to be a mango tree, but it has no vasanas. It has no desires. It just becomes a tree, but it needs that same prakriti inside it, the same life force inside it. But when a human being is being born, don't forget, from the being's previous lives, it has its inherent memories. It has its desires, vasanas, which is the reason why it's coming back to life. And those vasanas, when life comes into it, it gives a new form. That form is also inherently dependent on what karma this person has done before. Mm. So in his previous lives, he may have done something that causes him to be born a certain way with right. certain deformities, certain inherent um, problems because of what he caused in his previous life. So that doesn't happen in a tree, but it happens in human beings. The tree life force is sort of blanketed. It's not as, f- it's not as um, strong as the life force inside a human being. Mm-hmm. So a stone, as I told you before, also has life in it. So does carbon. That becomes a diamond. It moves. A mountain has life force in it, but in a f- totally different form than human beings have in it. So use the analogy, hope this makes sense, Lou, that gas or petrol, as it's known in India, right, is the same in every car. But you put that same petrol in a sports car right. and you get a fast moving car. You put that same petrol in an old truck, the truck will start moving, but nowhere near as fast, fast as the sports car.
1: Right. So there's... You put the it in same, a bulldozer and it will be able to... It'll have strength and then power.
0: That's right. Yeah. So bulldozer will... It gives... So the gas... Put it deducts, in a plane, it'll fly. <laughs> yes, that's right. A plane yeah. will fly. Electricity, another example. Electricity, you put it in a bulb, it'll give you light. Electricity in a heater will give you heat. In right. an air conditioner, will give you cold air. Similarly... The Atman, you put it inside a tree or a tiger. Tiger will start to be ferocious and attack. You put the same life force in a cow. It'll be very mild and docile. You put it in a human being. Depending on what vasanas and karmas he is born with, that human being will act differently. He'll either be a saint or a terrorist. So one last thing and then we'll stop. And that is that what... I see is controlled by the seer, which is my Atman. Yeah. When fire is nascent or dormant or hidden in a subtle form, it is different than in its manifest form. We talked about this before, that a log of wood has inside it nascent, dormant, subtle fire. Because what happens when that log of wood is set on fire, it becomes fire. That wood becomes fire. And what's left of it is ashes and flames. And the flames disappear, and what's left of it is ashes. So that wood was really, inside it, it was fire and ashes, that when you lit fire to it, it became fire and ashes. But in the subtle form, it was wood. This is a gross example of of subtle and gross. And so when ne- fire is nascent inside a log of wood, it is just wood, not fire and ashes. When the wood becomes fire and ashes, similarly, Brahman becomes paraprakriti or aparaprakriti. So, sagun Brahma is Brahma with form. Even a blade of grass is Brahma with a form. There's nothing in this world that is different from Brahman. Right. So, Samagra Roop of Brahma is formless and Sagun Brahma, which is like a blade of grass or uh, a fire, is it's Brahma with a form. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure, friends, some (laughs) of this will be unfamiliar to you and difficult to grasp the first time if you listen to this again and again. It will make a difference, but if you don't listen to it, believe me, the seeds are there inside you now, and as we go on further, each one of these things will make more and more sense
1: to you. Right. We go we go back on these themes a lot in the Gita. That's what I'm learning so far. So if you missed on this right now, kind of absorb it and walk with it, and you'll get more that will help you help it become more clear to you as we go on.
0: So thank you all, and I'll see you next time.